the following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. This is Cassie and this is Jesse, and you are listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Seasons, beatings, fans, and welcome to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from Daily DDT, Ringside News, and Sports Kita. I am your host, Lee Walker, and happy free agency day to all of you who were released in WWE on September 21st of 2023. And that list of superstars include Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Mason Mansoor, Shelton Benjamin, Dana Brooke, Top Dalla, Riddick Moss and Emma, Quincy Elliott, Shanky, Dabakato, and Elise Leon. So as of today, December 21st, they are free agents and they are free to do and go wherever they please and some have already had some announcements made as as of today it was announced that with sorrentino promotions dana brooke will be appearing at the big event on saturday march 16th of 2024 on long island now another superstar who has clearly taken advantage of being a free agent today announced a world tour and that was Mustafa Ali and Mustafa Ali has a pretty busy schedule coming up with this world tour as in Chicago on January 12th he'll be with GCW taking on Gringo Loco a former MLW superstar On January 28th, Ali will be at Progress Wrestling for the Light of the Dragon. On Sunday, the 28th of January for 2024 in Camden, London, England. And on February 9th, Mustafa Ali comes to Defy, and that is in Seattle. He will be in action there. On February 10th, uh, also in Illinois, at LaBelle, Illinois, Mustafa Ali, will I don't know the name of the company, he will be competing in a match against Penta El Hilo del Vikingo and Gringo Loco. On February 25th, Ali will be taking on Speedball Mike Bally of TNA Wrestling. And on March 1st, Mustafa Ali will be taking on a TNA member also, Trey Miguel. So, busy, busy next few months here for Mustafa Ali. And, you know, speaking of him facing a former MLW gringo loco, let's talk MLW as they announced today... On Busted Open Radio, President Court Bauer announced that Matt Riddle is back in MLW, but 
he's not only with MLW, he is also touring with Big Time Wrestling. That is Dylan Hines' promotion, which Dylan Hines, you might know his dad. His dad is Bobby Fulton. And for those of you in the Albany, New York area, you'll be able to meet Matt Riddle at a meet and greet on Friday, January 5th. So make sure you go to Heroes Hideout if you're in the Albany area so you can meet Matt Riddle. And it's also been announced Saturday, January 6th at MLW's Kings of Coliseum. Matt Riddle will be taking on Jacob Fatu in Philadelphia, PA, in the 2300 Arena, which, if some of you know that arena, that's the original ECW Arena. And while I'm talking free agents, I brought this up on the last show. Scott Demore was on Busted Open Radio, and he announced on for the January 13th show of TNA Hard to Kill that they have their biggest signing that they've ever had and that superstar will be appearing at TNA Hard to Kill so make sure on January 13th you're watching that but also make sure that you watch on the 14th TNA Snake Eyes as guys like Okada will be teaming with the Motor City Machine Guns taking on Eddie Edwards Moose and Brian Myers which Eddie Edwards was just on this show and he talked about how he's never faced Okada. So make sure you go and you check that out at youtube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. Or for the podcast, you can go to Apple, it's Perched on the Top Rope. And if I'm being honest, if I had to pick who Scott Demore and TNA signed, I'm going to go with Dick Namath, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, former WWE World Champion. Uh, my next best guess would either be Shelton Benjamin or Elias those would be the top three because realistically I don't see it being Mercedes Monet especially after the news that came out of that with her after we found out that Charlotte Flair now has the highest contract ever for any woman in WWE history and then news broke out that Mercedes Monet had talks with WWE or something along those lines. And we were the ones that broke the news that she was literally asking for a high seven-figure deal. Which, with Charlotte already being the highest paid, it's believed hers is between 3 and $5 million, and Mercedes Monet wanted more money than that. And there was conflict between fans, like, yeah, girl, know your worth, and blah, blah, blah. But you have to remember, this is somebody who walked out on WWE and is now coming back demanding more money, especially considering she never finished her contract or anything like that. And is just really, really playing hardball. And... I know there's going to be some backlash of me saying that, well, CM Punk did the same thing. No, CM Punk did not. Let's be honest right there. So, I don't see it being Mercedes Monet, folks. There's no possible way uh, that it could. I don't doubt that TNA couldn't afford it, but I feel like it would put them in a bad financial situation 
but TNA did sign a plethora of wrestlers the past couple weeks. The first to sign under TNA was PCO. They also signed Kushida, former WWE star and New Japan Pro Wrestling. They also signed Eddie Edwards. We talked about that in our interview. And they also signed, well, re-signed Brian Myers. However, TNA is not done there, folks. They also signed Danny Luna. And they signed Jade Chung, who will be a ring announcer replacing David Penzer, former WCW ring announcer. To which, when Dave had his send-off, he was very humbled and wrote about it on social media on how well Impact slash TNA was to him on his last night. Very sad to see Dave Penzer leave TNA. As in my personal opinion, he's one of the best ring announcers professional wrestling has ever had. But while it is signing season here at the end of 2023 to bring in the new year for wrestling companies in 2024, WWE has been signing a lot of their top talent to secure deals. Dominic Mysterio is one of them. He signed a five-year contract. We know that Charlotte Flair has signed an extension with WWE and is now the highest paid WWE female superstar ever. And as we know with Dominic Mysterio re-signing with WWE, we also learned his father, Rey Mysterio, has signed a WWE contract which will put him into his 50s with the company and most likely to retire with WWE. Now, WWE has some big contracts coming up in 2024, which includes Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, and his baby mama, the man, Becky Lynch. While I'm on this whole big free agency thing, as of January 1st, Alexander Hammerstone will be a free agent from MLW, and we know that MLW also signed Sammy Callahan, who will be wrestling for them, but will also be an agent for MLW. So I'll be pretty excited to see the talent that come through MLW in 2024 and what talent as an agent Sammy Callahan can bring to MLW. That'll be really interesting and I look forward to seeing it because MLW has been amazing. You guys can go to my YouTube page at YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope and hear and watch interviews with Filthy Tom Lawler and Ricky Shane Page. Now, of course, in this episode, folks, I'm not going to leave out any sort of news, especially when it comes to AEW and Ring of Honor as... At AEW's final battle, Tony Khan announced a new championship for Ring of Honor, the ROH Women's TV title. Now, Final Battle was a great show, no doubt about that. Some phenomenal matches, great wrestling. However, with names like Layla Hirsch, Marina Shafir, Mercedes Martinez in Ring of Honor, I felt it would have been better suited for an ROH Women's Pure Championship. 
I mean, after all, a TV title for a company not on television, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, realistically. Realistically, it doesn't make any sense at all, unless this ROH TV title we're going to end up seeing be defended on AEW programming from Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, which also... I'm on media calls with Tony Khan and AEW and Ring of Honor. And last year, I remember this specifically. Tony Khan said ROH would not be part of AEW and the roster would be separated. Here we are a year later and we're constantly seeing the ROH roster on AEW and their championships. So my question really here is, why? This title doesn't make any sense. I think great in concept for another single women's title in ROH. Much like in AEW, you have the women's championship, but then you also have the TBS championship currently held by Julia Hart. In Ring of Honor, you have Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon in WWE, as the ROH women's champion. Why not an ROH women's pure championship? You have the men's pure championship. I think it would be an interesting twist for the women to have this, especially with the three names I just listed off that have great MMA experience. A pure rules championship would better suit Ring of Honor, and especially the old Ring of Honor. Not this new Ring of Honor that is basically just AEW Dark Plus. You know, I'm sure you guys have watched on the app and just watched a bunch of matches over and over again. Just our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It's like AEW Dark. Doesn't make sense for me to watch it if there's no storytelling involved. Storytelling is a big part of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment still after all. That's why it's called sports entertainment. There's more to it than just a match. I mean, Matt Cardona made that obvious when he talks about being on the independent scene where the guys in the locker room are in the back going over their matches for spot after spot after spot rather than being out at the merch table connecting with the fans to try and make a little bit more money for themselves. If the fans can't connect, you have a problem, and I'm going to be honest... There's not a big fan connection with Ring of Honor. Uh, other than the diehard fans to the show, let's be honest, did Ronda Rousey 
help Ring of Honor programming at all? No. Great surprise for the fans that were there. But the needle did not move. Did not move at all. But while I'm on the topic of Tony Khan, I'm sure you guys have seen on X, Tony Khan had a recent uh, Twitter battle, spite, feud. Um, Probably neither one of them should have tweeted, but they did anyway. Tony Khan tweeted, AEW fans, how are you feeling? Hashtag AEW Collision on at TNT Drama. Well, former WCW star Disco Inferno took it upon himself to quote tweet Tony Khan and say, like the shows need a restart. Now, if you want my honest opinion, Tony Khan's tweet openly invites criticism, backlash, heat, all of that stuff from the fans. Including a one, Disco Inferno. No doubt about it. However, Tony Khan quote tweets Disco back and says, The belief that you're an irrelevant parasite unites the entire pro wrestling community. Hashtag AEW Collision. Now, my honest opinion here to say Disco Inferno is irrelevant is a lie. He's a co-host of Keeping It 100 with Conan. He's a former WCW television champion, two times, by the way, former WCW Cruiserweight champion, and he is credited for being a WCW World Tag Team Champion. Disco did his job and did his job well as a mid-carder in WCW. Whether you like his views and opinions on professional wrestling, that's not up to me, that's up to you. That has nothing to do with me. I'm just stating facts. There is no reason for any other wrestler to tell someone that they're irrelevant. There's no need for a CEO of a company to tell a wrestler that they're irrelevant. Disco did his job in the company, did it well. I was a big fan of Disco, believe it or not. However, I'm starting to not become a fan of how the billionaire spoiled kid treats the company and tweets it's about time someone take twitter away from that man not gonna lie i'm just not a fan i'm not a fan of that he took the low road he shouldn't have taken the low road he should have known that criticism and things like this were going to come if you can't take the heat get out of the kitchen tony kind of seems like you can't take the heat which seems like it's something in in that generation that they like to do now when it comes to that, is Glenn wrong? I don't believe so. The ratings reflect that Glenn is, is right. These shows aren't doing well. AEW Rampage and AEW Collision, my honest opinion, are just on bad times. Friday night at 10 o'clock, granted it's after SmackDown, but you know what I'm doing? I'm sitting here at my Hasbro bar having a few cocktails ready to go mingle with some friends at a bar. They don't like pro wrestling, so the Hasbro bar is not for them. Saturday, 8 o'clock. Like, did you not look to see how WCW Saturday night ratings were? 
they weren't good, and AEW Collision is doing just as well, probably better than how WCW Saturday Nights did, but uh, still, the ratings are not good for that show either. And and, and AEW Dynamite, they didn't even hit eight hundred thousand this week. That's not good, especially when you're getting companies like MLW and Impact Wrestling having a huge, huge resurgence, getting more and more fans. And it's incredible to see things like this. But I would say this, AEW is going to push CM Punk merchandise all the way up until February. Why do I say that? They still advertise his shirt on Shop AEW. And the man still has figures coming out all the way till February 2024. And the next figure is his Series 8 Lumineers, where it's the Ring of Honor style CM Punk, much like how they did Chris Jericho, the um, him as a Lucha Libre star in Mexico. But don't forget, on Ring of Honor, you can actually catch Soraya's brother, Zack, making his Ring of Honor debut as he made it the hours before AE Dynamite airs as Ring of Honor films before AEW Dynamite. So, Zack has made his Ring of Honor debut, and there's no telling what's going to happen from there with him. However, we did learn that the CEO of AEW and Ring of Honor, Tony Khan, is crossing over his big announcements that he used to make on AEW all the time, and now he has special announcements for Ring of Honor, as we're going to find out what sort of announcement he has on the program. Which, spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Khan... This past Saturday, after filming the latest AEW Collision, appeared during the standard Ring of Honor taping with an announcement as Khan unveiled a new championship for the promotion. It's the Ring of Honor's Women's Television Championship. Now, this championship is the first new championship introduced to the company since Khan purchased it in early 2022 and it now becomes the second women's championship in the promotion and as of now it's not clear how the first champion will be decided more information on that title will likely be revealed this coming thursday on the next episode of roh on honor club now the announcement of the new title came just a day after the promotion's latest major event which was Ring of Honor's Final Battle 2023. Uh, that show featured Athena defeating Billy Starks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end the show on this last topic. And it's about former WWE star Virgil, who has had a struggling time over the last few years. Uh, in 2022, it was revealed that he was diagnosed with dementia and had undergone two massive strokes. A month later, 
he was diagnosed with stage two colon cancer with the help of a friend Virgil whose real name is Michael Jones recently set up a GoFundMe page aiming to raise money for clothing toiletries and other expenses for the coming winter and since putting this up on December 12th Jones has been able to raise little over three thousand dollars now, the last time he had made any sort of appearance in a major company, we had seen him in AEW Dynamite in the early days as Soul Train Jones. Uh, amid his health issues, Jones had a public spat with DiBiase criticizing the WW Hall of Famer for his involvement in the notorious welfare fund scam over the last few years, while DiBiase didn't directly respond, he did recently state that Virgil did not belong in the WW Hall of Fame, falsely claiming that the only match Jones wrestled against him. Hmm. Well, you know, I am aware that there was a situation between Ted DiBiase and Virgil, especially because back in the day, for meet and greets, Virgil used to say that Ted DiBiase was going to be there with him and then would get to the shows and DiBiase would cancel or this or that. And, you know, eventually DiBiase got wind of it and obviously was not happy about it. So they have had appearances together in the past, but they don't sit near each other. Million Dollar Man does not talk to him. It is rather sad, but fans... Make sure you share that link if you can donate. I know it is the holiday season and it is a struggle for everybody, especially the way the economy has been. But if you can donate, and remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. But make sure you go check out the number one podcast in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, that is perched on the top rope. Yes, according to Apple and the podcast chart rankings. We are number one in the United States of America in the wrestling category. We are 33 in the United States of America in sports. We are 21 in Great Britain for wrestling. We are 26 in Ireland for wrestling. We are 82 in South Africa. We are 18 in India. We are 58 in the Philippines, we are 25 in Nigeria for wrestling, and we are 122 in Algeria for sports and in the seventh spot in Algeria for professional wrestling. So make sure you check us out on Apple. It is Perched on the Top Rope. We are also on Spotify at Perched on the Top Rope. You can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com at Perched on the Top Rope. And you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. We are on X at perched top rope because perched on the top rope is too long. We need to change that, Elon Musk. Also, you can find us at Instagram and threads at perched on the top rope podcast. We are also on TikTok where we make hilarious, hilarious videos, including the taskmaster Kevin Sullivan getting humped by a dog now if that doesn't tickle your fancy ladies and gentlemen we also have selena scenes 
where we recreate the greatest moments in professional wrestling history. Using Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, because after all, that song makes everything better, and you're not going to tell me that Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32 is not one of the greatest moments in professional wrestling history. Because it is. You can also catch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash perched on the top rope where I play AEW Stadium Stampede because I'm ranked in the top 100. Also, you can catch me playing WWE 2K23 because it is Royal Rumble season and I love the Royal Rumble in WWE 2K23. So make sure you check that out on Sundays at 9 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out.